All right, welcome back to Fright Central. I'm Doc, and I'm back here again with Keck. How's it going, buddy? It's all right, man. I got COVID. Uh, my friends all have COVID. Uh, I mean, I feel all right, but I have COVID. So, objectively, not great, but not that bad either. Yeah, well, uh, sounds sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have any symptoms. Like, I, you know, but like, you know, and neither do pretty much any of my friends, but we all have it. So, yeah, fun. Yeah, <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about the, the watcher in a bit. But first, uh, I did have some news. Um, there was uh, a, two new streaming services, uh, horror streaming services. One's not really new um screen box has been around the same time as uh shutter but it was never it never picked up they, you know who are they affiliate with i don't think they were affiliated with anybody at the, the when they first started but um now they've uh affiliated with uh bloody disgusting.com uh who had their own like uh live streaming uh oh thing wait i've heard i've heard i've heard of bloody disgusting before okay yeah they're pretty popular they've been around for like 20 years or so i mean uh, but like are they like are they like affiliate with like a larger company like nbc or fox or you know somebody like you know more known or no. is this just gonna be a, another random charge on your credit card every month yeah, another random charge. Uh, well, they gotcha. they are owned by another, uh, like a bigger company, but not like a big uh, studio or anything like that. Like they have an overseer, here, but uh, it's not like a uh, an AMC that, like owns Shutter. So, uh, but they do have uh, Terrifier Two, uh, which is oh, out in theaters. I mean, my my goodness gracious! I mean, why are you know, we're not signing up just based on that. Yeah. Uh, they also have the documentaries for It, Pet Cemetery, and Hellraiser. And uh, they are getting a uh, an exclusive um, oh, was all jacked up and full of worms, which is uh, which was a, a popular um, I don't know if it was Sun it wasn't Sundance. It was a, a, a some festival uh, thing that everyone's talking about. You uh, led with they have Terrifier Part Two. Nobody knows what that is. My goodness gracious, that is not good promotion for them. Uh, I you mean, led with that. I mean, it kind of is. I mean, it's in theaters and it's making money right now. On Terrifier whole, Two is in theaters right yeah, now. Yeah. Holy! Well, I was not aware of that. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like. So it is Terrifier. Terrifier one was not. I mean, if you're not familiar with Terrifier, I mean, it's real bad art. Terrifier one had like what a budget of like fucking nine grand. <laughs> seemed like it. Yeah, it had a really low budget. But yeah, the second one got a uh, a limited theatrical release, and then they kept they kept it in theaters because people kept going to see it. So um, yeah, it's, so yeah, it's still in theaters now. Uh, in select theaters obviously it's not in like uh everywhere but I, i'm pretty sure it's going to get a third one too because they've already talked about it and uh they are um putting it up for uh you know they're sending in the um the oscar uh nomination thing you know to see you know submitting it to the oscars for for uh best makeup award so they're trolling the not oscars. like 
not like best picture or anything, but best makeup. I think, I, I mean, I thought the makeup was really well done in this, you know, the special effects. All right, moving on. Uh, it's, let's see, I can probably tell you how much it uh, is made too. Made I, I'm $10 million. Really 10 million? Women? 10 fucking million dollars? Yeah. Since it's original oh, release in theaters. So, oh, dude, that is crazy. I guess I'll have to, like, you know, skim through it. But, god damn. Did, it is long. Does anybody get sold in half in this one? It is like two and a half hours. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You did mention that. Well, I, yeah. I mean, I enjoy I mean, it's like the story is real dumb. But the does anyone get, does anyone else get sold in half? Not sawed in half, but there's some pretty brutal shit in it. There's some sawing. There's there's yeah. some there's some things. <laughs> that I can't brutal. remember who the lead actress was in the uh, first low budget one, but like she is like one of my dream women. She's like one of the most. I like when it came on, I was like, wow, this is really stupid. But that woman is dead up gorgeous as shit, and I just ended up watching it for her and. You know, I saw the scene where he saws that one check in half, and I was just like, eh, it was worth it. You know what I mean? But the first one was only like um, an hour, yeah, an hour and like 10 minutes, yeah, an hour and 10, hour and 15 thoughts. So, like, it wasn't like I lost too much of my life. Like, I can't imagine two and a half hours of Terrifier. Well, uh, that's getting way too into Terrifier. I mean, maybe we'll have a cast about that, like, after um, everything uh we'll see how much money it makes and if it like merits talking about it we could do a uh well, you have to see it. budget so. cast or something like that yeah <laughs> i mean i don't know well i have a lot of free i'm gonna have a lot of free time uh over the next couple of weeks so uh maybe i'll check it out so sign up for screen box and uh and yeah. uh, watch yeah. terrifier 2 and uh all jacked up on worm and full of worms uh the other streaming service is uh, a brand new one called horror-tv uh the, uh, again, both of these are real cheap. They have a sale going on. It's supposed to be more like fan curated. So like uh, they did a Q&A the other day. I haven't uh, watched it yet, but uh, he wants more input from the fans of what they want to see. And like he's going to try to get stuff uh, on there. I think they already have uh, they only have a few movies on there now. I haven't really looked at their uh, list yet, but I mean, it's another another horror streaming service. We'll see how long that lasts. But now there's three of them out there. So if you don't if you've already watched everything on Shutter, you have Screenbox, and now you have Horror Dash TV. So yeah, and you gotta have both uh both of those on your credit card bill every month. <laughs> yeah, or you yeah. pay the yearly one and uh, and cancel it. But uh, yeah, the other news uh I uh, don't know if I mentioned it before, but the they were working on a prequel to uh, it called Welcome to Dairy. It's gonna Ooh. be uh, in development on uh, HBO um there's it's supposed to lead kind of into uh it chapter one and the um the Muchinettis, right is that how you say their name you know barbara what, and, uh, and, and yeah is is he gonna be is he gonna be the or, director of it or a producer or? uh they are uh, he, he's one of the showrunners um uh, i think they're both actually showrunners they're executive producers anyway and uh, Andy is being eyed to direct the uh, the pilot. So, and then they've uh, got the um, Fuchs and Kane as well. Um, Jason what Fuchs about and Brad Kane are the other two showrunners. It's still they just 
got the showrunners and executive producers. They haven't announced any casting. Any cast. Yeah, yeah. so we don't, we don't even know if they're going to pursue him or not. I um, hope they I do. Would ra- I would, yeah, I mean, I would like it if he was. I mean, I definitely, like, have more faith in that. I, I, I personally would like the uh, Musinetti factor to, like, go away, though. I'd like to see new people take over the project. Well, yeah, I, I like think he's them. just going to direct the pilot and then somebody else will do the rest. Like, they'll yeah. change directors for the rest of it. So he's going to set like the pretty much the tone in the way it looks. Uh, and uh, and then from there, like the other directors will, directors will have more uh, freedom, but they have to, you know, go within the confines of the looks in it. They can't just, you know, change the look. Yeah, I just I'd like um I'd like fresh I'd like a fresh um fresh eyes on it. I'd like um fresh writing and stuff like that i'd like a new uh i'd like a new vision if they uh do, do this so i uh, i don't know well so i mean not gonna get too into it but uh yeah i'll, I'll definitely look for it but um yeah I'd, I'd i'd like them to take a slightly darker direction yeah that'd be dope i mean it's gonna be on hbo so we'll see yeah um yeah that was it that was it for the news so we can get into the watcher now uh, and when we say the Vacha, we mean the series. Yes, this the, time we mean the series. <laughs> the film, because we were going over uh, all the Watchers, and there's been like several. Yeah, well, that was Watcher, was yeah. the movie we can review, and not actually The Watcher, because I had like made the error. But if you like were to do like an IMDb search and just type in Watcher over the last. Uh, I guess just this year there was like two or three (laughs) and over the last 20 years I think there's like about five um, movies that were or at least five productions that were either Watcher or The Watcher so uh, to be clear this is the 2022 Netflix series that just premiered I believe it uh, October 13th yeah that uh features uh naomi watts and bobby cannavale and mia farrow yes yeah but uh yeah it's basically about a married couple naomi watson and bobby cannavale uh they move in the they move into a dream home in uh in new jersey uh threatened by uh and they were threatened by terrifying letters from a stalker signed the watcher uh it's from um ryan murphy who did uh american horror story uh he's the you know the creator and um it's based on a true story i mean very inspired by would be the way to say inspired by something that happened well why don't you you know they put based on the true story like on the uh poster and in the beginning as well so they all they they always do that yeah like they have to do that i mean i don't know but like um, just uh, I saw like some interviews with uh Bobby Cannavale and like some of the uh other cast, and I had read some stuff, and they were very um open, like um the production team. They were very clear that this was very loosely based, like the events, like they made it known. Yeah, that they sensationalized the fucking hell out of this story. So nobody was trying to like say like, oh, you know, this is closely nailed down. Until the actual... they, I mean, as much as they say that, 
when you watch when you look at the trailer and they say based on a true story and they put it on the fucking poster as well you yeah. kind of like tend to make people think that like a lot of it is true and that's well, why I don't like that at all. Like you can go out and say it, but not everyone's going to watch that interview or read about it online. They're just going to yeah, look at I mean, it on the poster when they go turn on Netflix or like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I guess an American audience is, well, you know what? I, I assume that intelligent viewers who like realize how horseshit that is, like, you know, I mean, when they see like based on a true story or inspired by true events, like, uh, for example, a good example would be like the exorcism of uh, Emily Rose with Jennifer Gardner that came out with Laura Linney. Yeah. And, you know, that was based on like a girl in um, a young lady in Germany from a very religious family in the 1970s. She became like possessed and they went through this whole thing. And, you know, the, there was a court case and the, the church was on trial for the treatment, of the girl, whatever. But like at the end of Emily Rose, like Laura Linney's character was they tried to make it seem like her character was real. And it said that she released her court filings and like disclosed like all the discoveries she made and how true the story. Laura Linney's character didn't fucking exist. There is no person in real life never existed. There was no one that released all their shit. Like it was just completely fictitious. I'm just saying like at least with the watcher, like when like the cast and crew was like, you know, like interviewed, they said, you know, this is loosely based on uh, a true story. And I hope that a lot of like, people that you know go and watch these movies like i hope they know that most of this shit is like all sensationalized bullshit if it's not like a documentary if you know what i mean it's not yeah. like there's not narration if there's not like actual clips and footage within the film or show itself you should be taking it with a grain of sand so that's just like my little rant on like based on true shit you yeah. should never no, believe yeah. that it is even close to verbatim what happened yeah but the do end. you think that's one of the reasons why like the reviews aren't as good as they probably should be well that's something that yeah that's something that you could talk about I, we were just mentioning it before the cast I I am the bait. I mean, it is like I let's just say first off, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, um, I did too. I thought it was decent. I actually went back and rewatched a few things. But if you were just to go based on IMDb, and I generally do follow like IMDb on whether or not like I think like this is going to be worthy of my time. And usually if a show, a television show is below 7.5, I won't even touch it. Like, you know, I mean, unless it's something for the cast or something that I know is going to be like kind of shitty and like, but like I have an interest in, I think it's going to be funny, bad horror, something like that. Dude, this is, it's got 45,000 ratings and it's 6.5 on IMDb and it's got a great cast and I thought it was like very, I didn't think it was anything groundbreaking, but I thought it was very very decent and yeah. i'm shocked that it, i mean these are the type of reviews that like low budget netflix things get like you know what i mean like this is like well not i was gonna say resident evil like bad reviews 
No, no, Resident Evil was like 3.3 or something, but um, I'm just saying, like, it got absolutely hammered by uh, user reviews, at least. What would you have rated it? Like, on IMDb, I'm not sure what I... I'll tell you this, it would be higher than 6.5. Yeah, Um, I'd probably say, like, at least... I'd say it's close. I'd say it's, like, at least a 7, 7.5, somewhere around there. I would say, like, I'm going to say 7.6, 7.7, something like that. Between 7 point... It's not going to be 8.0, but, like, I'm saying, like, with, with... Considering you have 45,000 people that have reviewed it and rated it, I would say that it's like between like 7.5 and like 7.75. Yeah. That's that's where I'll go. Like I bet under I, seven, that's usually shit. Yeah. I bet it's a lot of the uh, bad reviews were probably from people who like didn't know that it was like an unsolved case or like. They didn't know, like, because the, the, the end kind of does leave you, like, unfulfilled because they well, don't We should know it. they already signed for a second season. Yeah, I, do, I know. But, like, yeah. at that point, it's kind of like, what else are you going to do with a second season? So, uh, I think they You're might... going to go completely off the fucking rails because this had... It, it, I really wish that they did not add the whole... I, I think you're right. I think a lot of the criticism the show has got and just skimming through the forums and reading some of the actually written user reviews, people have taken great exception with the fact that, like, a lot of people were saying that they thought the actual story, that what actually did transpire here in Westfield, New Jersey, was more interesting than the show. I saw that mentioned more than once. Now, I have not dug in too much to the actual story but here were some of the key takeaways that i noted before actually getting into the show itself one the family never lived there i don't believe no in the actual story the family purchases the house and they were doing it for financial gain they were planning to renovate the house and um turn a profit in the future that that was their motivation they considered possibly um having it as a temporary residence for a while but their main factor was they were taking advantage of a you know um a housing market that was very favorable to buyers and they were planning to flip it for a substantial profit and they never actually lived there. So the family was absolutely at no point in time is there any evidence that the family was ever in any danger. Uh, the watcher himself, the guy that was writing these malicious letters, which did happen. And at first, the letters uh, that they got were actually positive letters when they first bought the property. They were actually uh, positive, like welcoming letters. They thought it was someone from the neighborhood, stuff like that. And then it got darker over time. Um, But the main thing is the family was never in any danger. Uh, The watcher did not know the names of the children or anything like that of the family. So basically the only thing this was, was a fucking stalker writing a bunch of fucking crazy letters. And there were some like, um, 
I think some bizarre occurrences around the house, like I think maybe somebody like trespassed. I think there might have been some vandalism or something like that. Maybe you can check me on those facts. I'm not sure if you know for certain. But basically, other than like someone purchasing a property, planning to flip it and getting nasty letters, everything else was just fucking bullshit. <laughs> it's just all made up. Uh, not quite everything. Um, first, the, the letters were a little more uh, um, serious, you know, threatening in, in the beginning. Uh, the first one was... I thought they were polite in the beginning. No, I, I, can, read you, I can read you the letter if you'd like. Uh, it's, mm. it's short. It's, yeah, go uh, go for it. You you have the original, the first letter. Yes. They put, they put it online. Yes. Go, it's, go uh, for it, yeah. Dearest new neighbor at 657 Boulevard, allow me to welcome you to the neighborhood. 657 Boulevard has been the subject of my family for decades now, and as it approaches its 110th birthday, I've been put in charge of watching and waiting for its second coming. My grandfather watched the house in the 1920s, and my father watched in the 1960s. It is now my time. Do you know the history of the house? Do you know what lies within the walls of 657 Boulevard? Why are you here? I will find out. <laughs> and like and that, yeah that was the first letter they got yeah i i guess i read something where they said the letters were first like you know hello neighbor like we're glad you're here and then like it started to get like it started to get darker and darker and darker and you want the, you want the meter, second meter, one meter. so that's just like straight up like from the very beginning like I'm here to fuck with you. Yeah. Like there, there, there's no, there's no friendly, like, hello neighbor. There's no nothing. Like this guy is like a fucking like uh male stalker. That's, you know, from the very beginning. Yeah. Do you want the, uh, the next one? I, I, I if you want to, if you yeah. think it's relevant, uh, do you need to fill the house with the young blood? I, uh, yeah. Do you need to fill the house with the young blood? I request it better for me. Was your old house too small for your growing family, or was it greed to bring me your children? Wait, or was it greed to bring me your children? Yeah, okay. It's not me. <laughs> uh, once I know their names, I will call to them and draw them to me. And then the uh, author, at the end of the letter, signed it, Welcome, my friends. Welcome. Let the party begin. And signed it, The Watcher. So some of what he read in the show was actually forbidden. Yeah. Like there were yes. the young blood thing that was, but there's no evidence whatsoever that the watcher actually knew this guy's like whole family information, how many kids he had, the names of his children, anything like that. Like he, he didn't start like listing their names and ages and sexes no. or anything like that. No. Like he wasn't like that was all absolutely like made up. Yeah. And the children were a lot younger as well. But yeah. They, again, they had never moved in the house. He got these. Yeah, they, they, they were never like were even on the property. On yeah. Like, yeah. Well, no, they the were guy renovation yeah. and he checked the mail and found the found the yeah. letters that way. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, yeah, those those are the two letters. Also, the um the graft murders that happen, you know, in the show, it happens like in the house. Yeah. Where he kills his mother, his wife. And then uh, his son and daughter, a son and daughter, but like he eats yeah. the sandwich stuff. That all actually happened in, in real life, just not in that house, but in the same town. It was the, it's called the list murders. 
and what and is is it Westfield, New Jersey, or yeah. West Plainfield? It's Westfield. I think it's just Westfield. Yeah, Westfield. Okay, so that actually happened in that town, and the guy uh, had actually vanished for like eighteen years, and they uh, he I think he had moved two places, and they called him in like Florida, probably or someplace like that, and, and he was remarried. And uh, the only reason they caught him was because they did a thing. Wait, he went him. to Florida. He I went to Florida. So. The remar- of course, yeah. he did. <laughs> yeah, that's what. <laughs> and uh, he, um, they, they found him because they did a special on uh, Mo- America's Most Wanted, and uh, they made a cast of what he would look like aged up, and it looked so. Like Robert the guy. Stack ended up getting them. Like, <laughs> yeah, Robert Stack got him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he he was an unsolved mysteries guy. Yep. Yeah. And when when did those murders occur roughly? You said in the 1970s that that is when they uh, Yeah, because he went missing for, for 18 years, I believe. And then they called him in like the 90s, I think it was. And he was but in jail. he didn't actually, it wasn't a situation where he actually, like in the show, they said that he cut himself out of every family photo and the police had absolutely no idea what he looked like. In no, fact, they knew what the he looked police like. police yeah. did have a photograph of him. So they yeah. knew what you, yeah, because in the show, like it tries, he makes it seem like he was able to like completely erase like all living photos of him. Yeah. Like, I, th- I thought that was interesting. Like, I thought that was good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, in 2000, oh, I guess it was, I guess it was 1970. Still, you, your photo would be if you had a driver's license. And I guess you had the paper driver's license at the time. But there'd be a photo of you. You would have a voter registration, um, you know, so, something like that. Like he would have been on file, especially like owning an estate in like that um, rather pricey, um, sort of like exclusive, like upper middle class to wealthy area. Um, and you know, he was also a me- he was actually a member of the community. And to my understanding, two other things to takeaways is um one, the town did try to downplay those murders because that was considered to be a very safe place in America. Yeah. And or and especially in the state of New Jersey. I, what county was that in? I think it was um I'm not sure I where Westfield is. I think it was Warren Warren County or more one of those, but it was in a very nice area, and the police did actively try to sort of downplay um, the murders. The other thing was that um, in the show, the police were actually much more cooperative with the um, in real life. You mean in real life? They tried. The police, like when the guy was showing the police these letters they were getting, they had said, you know, like, oh, wow, you know, this is something we take extremely seriously. And the police went to great lengths to try to find out who the fuck was doing this. They went and they started stalking out uh, mailboxes. Uh, they went to postal authorities all over the place. They were trying to find this guy. Yeah, they got they, him they, they, uh, as a credible threat. 
they've gotten handwriting analysis and uh, yeah. private investigators as well. Yeah. So where where Shooter McGavin, who's the police, uh, yeah. who's the police <laughs> chief in uh, this show, is trying to like blow him off and being like, oh, you know, this is nothing. In real life, they took it, the police in New Jersey took it very, very seriously, and you know they put like actual significant resources into this, and uh, you know they just came up short. So that kind of led to more of the mystery. Also, I don't believe a private investigator was ever hired by. They did hire a private investigator, but I don't know the police did no, or the, police, the, the owner of the house. The, uh, the, the, family. the owner, yes. Oh, okay. So that's true. I did not know that. I did. I did not believe that the family hired a private investigator. How much of her character is actually true is probably not at all. Uh, but um, the yeah, the cop wasn't true at all. There was no uh, realtor. But the characters that were true, that were at least based off of people, like uh, during the renovations, one of the painters. I uh, uh, saw two people like in lawn in like lawn chairs across the street, and so like those the um, you know, rich you know Richard Kind and um, God, what's her face? Uh, they were both based I, on. Uh, yeah, I know who you, I yeah, know who you mean. They're they're both based on real people. Um, um, Mia Farrow and her son, you know, the one that was like in the. I guess that was her well, son. For, for the record, when it? like when you have like when you have renovations being done to like uh, old historical house, neighbors outside on lawn chairs like watching the renovations isn't really that suspect. No, but like, it was just like it, you know they yeah. saw them and was and decided to base those characters because they thought yeah. it was interesting or whatever. And then like yeah, then the two other neighbors, Mia Farrow, they were actually. Uh, real people as well and they were also investigated as um you know suspects and the uh teacher um he actually did write letters like to the house and uh had kind of and like to, to six to six five seven or um like they say in the show like to other houses i think it was to other houses as well so it wasn't to other houses. House. so yeah. it was like to the neighborhoods and it he wrote positive things though yeah. right um, yeah or yeah yeah, so it wasn't writing weird letters like that. Um, but yeah, he was yeah, a sus yeah. he was a suspect as well. So yeah, there were well, some characters that are 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 true or at least based on uh true people, but like yeah, there was no there was only one sinister party that they were able to identify, and that's someone that they were actually not able to identify. Yeah, there was no like ball between other neighbors. The police had no reason to suspect that there was a concerted effort by multiple individuals. They believed that it was one lone nut. Yeah, at least from what I read. And uh, um, the owner did write one of the letters in real life as well. Uh, to the actual house itself. I don't know if it was to the house or to the neighbors. I think he wrote it oh, to the neighbors, to the na like to like the in real life, yeah. N with the help of the police, like no, he kind of wrote it in frustration. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, so so he was starting thing. to become paranoid. Like he was starting to really, like it was starting to really. Well, obviously it was riling him up because um, I believe them selling for a loss. That was like one of the big. Uh, story points was that they did lose money on. Yeah, I think they, they bought it for like one point five, and they ended up selling it for like nine hundred fifty. 
Yeah, no, uh, yeah. I, yeah, it was. Well, in the movie, that was a big thing too, because in the movie, it goes for over three million. I believe they pay like. Yeah, it was million. way less, and the house, the real life house, isn't nearly as uh, grand as that one either. It's, yeah, um, I think in real life it was something like between one point three and one point five million. In the show, it's actually like over three million. Um, so yeah, that that's also like a, a, a rather we're talking about like double the actual value. So that's yeah. um, that's a big factor too. But um, yeah, they ended up like losing significant money to this fucking you know crazy letter writer. I mean, I don't know if I would have like caved like that, but I don't know. Like, and apparently the real owner was not in as much financial strain as the guy in the show, I don't believe. I don't know. So, they ended up just buying a house in the same, like, town, like, not far away. Area, just, like, and less. Then, yeah. And they were renting out that house for a while. They finally and, sold it. Yeah. yeah. But they weren't able to flip it for the profit that they wanted. And, no, they lost uh, to $400,000. Yeah. yeah. So th th this letter writer fucking cost them like big money for, for, I mean, we don't really know what the guy's motive was. He could have just been a total fucking kook. But I mean, yeah. I don't know we kind of like got like really hung up on like the real story just in terms of like content in the show. How did you feel about like the acting? No, I thought the acting was great. I thought it was pretty well paced too. And like it kept me uh, interesting and, in, you know, throwing on another episode each time so yeah. I, I kind of binged it and like i mean it took me about a week if not even so yeah i i watched the whole thing i think in well it was only seven episodes i believe i watched it in maybe four days so you know it kept me it kept me um enthralled and um you know i thought naomi what naomi watts i really have I can't think of a movie she was in that I did not think she gave a stellar performance. Uh, Bobby Cannavale gave a great performance. Um, I thought all the other supporting cast, I thought the acting was top quality. Um, yeah, I mean, it had a very suspenseful vibe. And there was never, I mean, there was the only like real ridiculous thing because there wasn't any like ghostly stuff going on except for that ridiculous scene where there's the security camera in the room yeah. and that girl appears in there like it like like i don't know if she was supposed to be like some like crazy person that just like wandered in stripped naked and got in bed with him like this young girl or she was supposed to be like a ghostly apparition they never really got that clear with that in yeah the show, i did kind of wish they just since they were just basing it they should have just you know yeah. gone their own way at that point and just done whatever they wanted to because it seemed like yeah. they were but then at the same time they were like dialing it back a bit and they should well, that was the one thing that bothered me was yeah. that whole thing where the girl appeared in bed with him like that i thought that whole thing and the fact that the security guy decided to put a camera in the house and that was just really fucking silly to me yeah. and the whole idea that he was interviewing all the previous families like that had lived there and had also been a victim to the watcher and they were where they thought the neighbors were a satanic cult and there were these underground passages I mean, they just really went off the fucking deep end. Yeah.
Well, I mean, well, I kind of enjoyed the, I enjoyed that stuff, but like at the yeah. same time, it's like you should have wrapped it up better, even if you weren't yeah. gonna like tell us who it was and well, keep it a mystery. You could have done, point, uh, yeah. You know, at one point, um, did they know they were making a second season? Because I mean, I think it's just announced. On, I don't think they yeah, knew. Yeah, I, I think so too. So the way this ended, which I think the ending is what drove most people to have issues with this show yeah i think i so, think so. i think the ending um is what got to people and it looked to me like that was supposed to be the actual ending it was just going to be left an open mystery but now that season two is guaranteed in the works we can uh see where it's gonna go it now you have a very good segue to a continuation yeah so or at this point i kind of think uh, i kind of wanted to focus on maybe a different story a different uh different a different house, like a different, different house like a whole yeah different, yeah yeah whole other vibe i don't know i'll say this about the ending the way they left it there are tons of possibilities of where it could go it could go absolutely in a whole bunch of different directions and just follow a new family that moved in again so yeah yeah, yeah. you never know but, yeah i mean uh, other than that, there's not too much to say. Um, do you have any like closing where I know we didn't get like too much into like exactly what happened in the show, but I mean I don't think it was that necessary. No, I think it's worth closing? watching. Uh but yeah. Yeah, I thought it was more important to let people know what was true and what wasn't and what wasn't than ruining the actual plot because it is pretty yeah i just stuff. i hate that they do that i hate yeah. that they oh like, i've complained it. about that in the past with like the conjuring and shit like we, that. yeah we all oh, uh, i mean yeah but the conjuring was a great example of like what could have been and what could <laughs> i mean my yeah. god the actual story was so much better than what really happened but i don't know bottom line is check out the watcher it is definitely a good watch regardless of you know what is historically true and not i highly recommend it i would not listen to the haters yeah give it a look and yeah definitely yeah. all so. right thanks for joining me yep Peace. always man take care